Hello and welcome to episode 108 of Go With The Energy Flow podcast. This episode is about increasing your energy via a solar plexus activation. We're going to run through the what behind a lack of energy, the more energetic what behind that, and then a release, the importance of release and unkinking our energy flow. Um, we're going to go through what the biggest energy hijacker hijacker or drainer is and then go through the solar plexus activation or how to activate your solar plexus energy. So right away, we're going to start with who this episode is for. So this episode is for you if you're experiencing a lack of energy in your body and your mind, if you're feeling unmotivated, run down or drained, maybe a loss of hope, and you're kind of looking to restore your vitality and youthfulness through a more energetic way. And the objective of this podcast, our intention is to cover the what behind the lack of energy or vitality, the importance of release, especially when you are feeling a lack of energy, and how to reinvigorate your energetic body through a solar plexus activation in three simple steps. So going into the what behind a lack of energy, try to feel into your body where you feel the most fatigued or drained. You can do a quick body scan if you are not driving or if you feel comfortable with closing down your eyes before we dive deeper into this episode because this is going to help you direct your focus and activate your intuition around what you may be needing and how you can direct your energy towards this this area in your body. Feeling into if you're feeling tension or fatigue in your lower limbs maybe your hips or your pelvis, your stomach, your heart, your shoulders, your arms, your neck, your head. Try to feel into all of those areas. And if it's difficult to pinpoint, you can take a deep breath, gently hold it at the top and let it go. And feel where in your body you were maybe clenching or holding tension or where your breath kind of naturally drifted to. This is likely where more energy is needed in your body because we, our bodies tend to send more energy to certain areas of your body to heal, um, especially our breath, I mean. So an example, if you feel constriction in your throat when you practice conscious body breathing like this, this is associated with the fifth energy center, the throat chakra, and likely if you were to bring more energy flow into this area daily, you would find yourself having more energy to show up in other areas of your life as well. So this is a really esoteric concept I'm going to run through really quick, but this is kind of how energy healing works in a sense. And you can find out more about this in our first episode, which is what is energy healing? But essentially we receive energy from source through our energy centers, mainly the crown chakra, And we receive energy from Mother Earth and all of her elements through our root chakra. If we allow it in and we feel safe enough to receive this, one is grounding, the other one enlightening. These two energies mingle and mix and circulate through our bodies and our auras once we allow them to. And once we're ready for new energy, we recycle the energy back. And this continues on this beautiful golden grid that allows us to feel really connected to everything and to also have the capability to reinvent ourselves every single moment 
if we desire to. Or so our energy is moving through this, this circle, basically from, from the top of our heads to through our bodies to the center of the earth and then out of the earth and then back up through the universe. So it's just this kind of perpetual cir- circle. And a lack of energy is a bent or blocked pipe, if you will, in our, like, in our energetic system, which blocks this natural flow of energy that is always flowing in and out in that circular movement or spiraling through our bodies. And if you know about the chakra system, think of it going through that chakra system. And if there's any blocks or kinks, that energy is kind of funnel- funneled at a certain point in, a, in its not able to flow down through the the rest of the chakras and you could be feeling a lack of energy especially if you have a kind of blockage in your throat or your heart because the solar plexus and like the lower chakras are where we're going to get most of our physical energy um so lynn's going to go through the importance of release yeah a lack of energy is basically our body screaming for release so the flow can be unkinked when we do release the energy from our bodies. And general things that do drain us um, are basically anything that isn't aligned with or in alignment with us is conditioning the cause causes disconnect in our mind body soul connection so for example overthinking perfectionism shame self-criticism or judgment those are some examples of things that can drain us and this is not to say we can or should become immune to these things that is pretty much impossible as we are still human this all the things like the overthinking, the negative self-concept addictions, that's all part of the human experience. So it is just bringing awareness to these things. And instead of making our whole life experience filled to the brim with things that drain our energy, we instead give our time to empowering people, conversations, experience, anything that really is life-giving rather than life-draining. So some general things that increase our energy, things that are in alignment with our truth, with um, our values, and reinforces our mind, body, soul connection. Things are like examples are honoring yourself, setting up boundaries, kind of like disconnecting cords of like people who drain us. Other things that are energy givers is like forgiveness, meditation, energy healings like Reiki, nature bathing, gentle exercises. Um, EFT is another great example. So what is the biggest energy hijacker or drainer in our lives in general? The question is, is it internal or is it external? Is it where we are or like where we are or our circumstances, something we're doing or maybe a way that we're being? It is a subconscious pattern of thinking Um, So like victimhood mentality, for example, it's when we believe that everything is happening to us and we're constantly giving our power away and our energy away to each of these things and everything that's outside of us. So for example, we focus on how an ex has manipulated us or betrayed us in the past instead of seeing the space and the opportunity to recreate ourselves and trying to take the lessons that come from that experience and then move forward 
um, from that time in your life. So we hold on to that bitterness and the resentment towards the person for a long time. And then we like keep thinking about it, they pop up in our heads. Be like, this is an example that is a big energy drainer is not letting go of the past, um, going back to like the forgiveness thing, not forgiving the person and moving on and taking the lessons from it. Um, so we're seeing this situation as a situation that's happening to us again, and we're kind of embodying that victimhood mentality. So we may drain our power by giving it away to not only a person that no longer deserves our, our energy, but a situation that we do not wish to repeat as well. So every time we do look back at a situation with contempt or bitterness, we are kind of reviving it and breathing life back into it because we haven't learned any, any lessons from it that is in the realm of expansion. So expansion opens us up and lets us create more love in our lives. And typically these situations, we want to close up and avoid more hurt and try to like, we put up walls around us and like try to block out anything that could potentially hurt us. So in terms of taking back your power, you want to take the lessons from it so we can expand our, basically like our soul, our feelings, our like perspective on the situation. And so going back to the ex manipulating us or betraying us example, when we are hurt, the bravest thing that we can do is allow our hearts to continue to open up and not block it off and create that wall or barrier. Um, because then we are allowing ourselves to expand. So after we've already given ourselves time to grieve and really process what has happened, it's time to really like play on the gratitude and have gratitude for the situation. And it's like gratitude is guaranteed to raise your vibration and create the space and expansion that your soul is craving. So we can look back on a situation and think, I'm so thankful that this happened to me and it's helping me level up. And I'm more powerful than before because I was able to move through this and take lessons from it. Mm -hmm. Have you ever found yourself in a thought loop like that around the past? All the time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. It, it's so funny because we'll get, we'll like dive super deep into our minds and ruminate. And then like I've, this has happened to me so many times, especially, especially before I found this work, I, I still, I still do it, but I have a little more awareness. I don't get as lost in, in it as, as I used to, but thinking about how like someone hurt us in the past and just like ruminating over it and getting mad and like getting yourself riled up and then not really letting that, let that go. And kind of, um, you're giving power to the person, I don't know. Like I, I just recently did a, a core dissolving meditation where it had all of my ex partners like sitting on this. I think it was like a red couch or something. It was a meditation I found on, on YouTube and I had, um, they're all like sitting on this red couch and then I had to, um, forgive them and then say that they forgave me and then, um, thank them for the lessons and experience. And then they, they sent them out the door, my visualization and let them go and like dissolve the cords between us. 
And I felt so relieved and energetic after it that I was inspired to um, do this outline. (laughs) It was insane. Um, But it was literally a five-minute meditation. Yeah. I think, like, what I – one of, like, the biggest thought loops that happened to me is I always think of, like, what ifs. Sometimes if – I don't know. I can't even think of an example right now. But it's, like, I always think of what ifs as, like, what if I did something differently? What would my life be like? And then I feel like I give a lot of time there instead of trying to build up. It's like, okay, well, instead of thinking, what if, like, if that's what I want, then how do I get it? Like, I'm always like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like, I'm always like thinking of the what ifs instead of like the how to's, for example. Yeah. And it's like, and one thing that I I feel like helps me when I do that is to like zoom out because I, I can get so deep into my little thought loops about that. And then that's also how I was just talking to a friend about this the other day, but that's also how stagnancy and overwhelm happen is because we we see like the end result and like where we want to go. And then um, there's like so many steps that we don't even take one step kind of thing. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what it is. And it's just like, I end up overthinking everything too and like that kind of like ties back into one of the energy drainers basically like I'm always overthinking like I just think it's like oh it goes I go down like a rabbit hole it's like oh what if I like for example never moved to Montreal like what if I stayed in Halifax what would my life be like then it would be a simple life like what would I do for work I would be with my family um stuff like that and I'm always thinking of like what if I took a different path in life and like sometimes it seems great and it's just like oh that's the life I want and I feel like that's more in alignment of like my values at this period or in this period of time but it's just like I never take any action that's the thing I'm always just kind of like daydreaming Mm -hmm. do you feel like it's because you like you see that potential and like you know you're capable of it but because you like your mind has already created all these steps of how to get there. It, it's like that overwhelm where you don't even want to take one step. Kind of yeah. Thing. It's like a mixture of like, say there's definitely a fear component and then it's also overwhelmed because it's kind of just like, I already built a life. Uh, like I already built this life. It's like, how do I untangle it to get to the place that I want to be? And that's overwhelming to me. It's like when you play with like when you have like a big box of like wires and cords and you're like trying to untangle it. That's what I feel like. And it's just like, I don't want to do that. What if instead of untangling, it was just like building upon? Could that be possible? I don't know. I really, I don't know. I've never thought of it as building on top of what I already have. I've I've always thought of it as starting from scratch. Mm. And, and that's probably why it's overwhelming. Yeah, I think so. It, that's pretty much why it's like, I don't want to build from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And instead of, instead of taking just like that one small step, it's you, you're feeling like you have to do all these different, like untangling and, and rearranging and just letting go and, and all that, all those things. And then having to rebuild from scratch, like that is that that's like almost impossible mm-hmm. you know so i i totally understand that overwhelm why you're feeling it yeah no for sure yeah um 
So to like go back to the solar plexus activation and what Lynn was saying about the release and um, like the drainers and the energy hijackers and like how we can unkink the flow and, and release like these kind of flip the switch on the energy drainers. Um, the solar plexus activation is going to help you do that because it's just three simple steps of physical strengthening, emotional strengthening, and mental balance. So it's going to help you tap into your inner sovereignty, dissolve that victimhood program that might be kind of installed on your hard drive, and come more into ownership of self. So I like to think of this as like main character energy. When I think of the solar plexus, I think of main character energy because when we step into that energy of the solar plexus, that's kind of what happens because we're moving from this place of like confidence and extreme willpower and you know we're like that bish you know when you're when you're living from your your core your solar plexus and it's almost like that insane amount of belief in yourself where it could look what is it called delusional to like the out the outside world will get you so far um there's so many things i think it's called it's called lucky girl syndrome and then also there's a there's a concept where they say to believe in your dreams so much that you kind of look delusional to like the outside world because that will kind of perpetuate um, the movement for you. Like if you just completely 1000% believe in yourself. So solar plexus activation, the physical strengthening, the first step is just reestablishing trust between your body and your mind. Any sort of physical exercise or movement that ignites that core space, even walking or just like three minutes of ab work to get energy flowing to the center of your body. Tai Chi is really good for this because it's really slow, mindful movement where you're increasing coordination between like the body and mind. Slow yoga, like restorative yoga is really good for this because it's that mindful movement that reinforces the trust between mind, mind and body. The second step is emotional strengthening. And this is taking inventory of how you're feeling and allowing it to flow and express through your body via movement. So not really intellectualizing it as much. Um, this is the thing that, like a side note, is I love journaling so much. But if we, when we get too much into the journaling side of things and we don't also incorporate how these emotions will move through our body, that's how we get like super in our minds about journaling. And then it's no longer enjoyable for us because we're, it's, we do journaling as a, as a means of, to get out of our heads, but then we find ourselves getting back in our heads because we're so deep in our journaling practice that it doesn't feel fun anymore. Speaking from personal experience there. So emotional strengthening will be expressing these emotions through movement as well, not just journaling or something that's going to be more intellectual. Um, and this can be dancing or breath work or even play, laughing, anything that's going to move stagnant energy out of their mind and then move it through your body. And that builds upon the physical strengthening because when you can trust your body, you'll trust your body to move your emotions um, from the mind through the body. The last Step of this, it's called mental balance. So this is one part strengthening and one part release. This is going to be a little bit of a heady explanation of this, but just bear with me. We'll take a deep breath now before we get into it. 
But at times when we lack focus, we overthink, we spend too much energy in the mental space. It's because we're actually not giving our brain what it needs, which is challenge and expansion. But rather we're feeding it small fleeting dopamine hits from social media, which essentially trains our mind to be content with distraction. And we all know this. We know how like addiction to social media can actually like we feel like it's it's supposed to be numbing the day but where it's like putting us right back into our minds and outside of when you're not consuming the social media like when you're at work or you're in your everyday life your brain is grasping on to everything it can to be challenged including like ruminating thoughts and looping things and then we try to intellectually intellectualize our way out of these certain states of being when we're feeling sad or, or low, when we actually truly need to feel our way through them. So we, again, we, when we are feeling sad or low, we look for these little tiny dopamine hits and it's doing more damage than we even realize because our brain is relying on those dopamine hits. And then we just go through this loop of always feeling you know, down because we haven't actually expressed those emotions. The last part of this is remembering that once we challenge our brains in the way that it's our brain in the way that it's truly craving, for example, this can be something like learning a new language or even speed reading. Um, we can find ourselves with more energy to give, and that's mental strengthening through our our willpower, our solar plexus. The second part of this is actually. It's mental release, which is allowing our brain a break from the social media and the TV and anything that's numbing, like we were talking about before, and then getting into heart energy. And heart energy is feeling. It's our feminine. Um, so I feel like a lot of us with social media, it, it puts us into our masculine, like logical brain. And then we're already in that space all day because of work. Most of us aren't going to have super feminine jobs or you know playing all day or are not that that's the only thing that defines feminine but you get what I mean the feminine is more relaxed and more more creative so not everyone has a very creative job and they have to show up in their masculine which is kind of like what um the mental release is asking us for is to put us back into heart energy rather than the mind so the strengthening is the brain stimulation that may create new neural pathways. Again, brain teasers, puzzles, anything, learning something new like a language. While the release part of that, the second part, is creating space in the mental through the heart energy, like meditation, play, nature, breath work, like Lynn was saying earlier. Um, lastly, this all wrapped up is solar plexus activation, which calling is calling all of your own energy and power back to you. That's essentially the goal of solar plexus act activation. So one, it's because you're bringing your awareness and power back into your own body. Two, you're getting back in touch with your truth and your emotions and you're expressing them, which takes bravery and courage, especially in this day. And three, you're no longer giving your precious energy and power away. Instead, you're being more intentional with your energy. You're pouring it back into your life via other avenues, like you're nourishing your brain, which jumpstarts your energy, and you're releasing and you're relaxing through the heart, which essentially creates more space for you to be a more expanded version of you. 
I think the solar plexus activation is is interesting because all of the chakras are are very much connected. So it it's pulling on our our heart energy and also our sacral our sacral um, chakra energy to kind of bring us more into center and give us our energy back. So I have continuously like relied on like social media to kind of bring these little dopamine hits or TV to bring these little dopamine hits. But today I tried to practice what I when I preached this episode and and not consume anything just because I wanted to have like a clear mind about this. And then I was on like Duolingo and as my as my reward. Do you reward yourself with going on the internet or like TV or like doing something like that? Oh yeah. Uh, mine is playing mobile games because I'm addicted to mobile games. And so, yeah, like when I complete a task or do something, um, I reward myself with time playing games. Mm-hmm. I actually think that's a little bit better because you're still using your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not like, you're not sitting there and numbing out, which, you know, it's, they're all like kind of necessary evils because it's the time that we live in. But I think that like the key is balance. But I do think that the games are are better than than like say watching a bunch of like Instagram reels or TikTok yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah, because like you're diverting your attention every like five seconds, right? Yeah. So that's like what was really on my mind today. I'm like, dang, we're really training our brains to be diverted every five seconds, and then we're like craving that, and then we feel like it's it's numbing. Yeah. Or feel like it's like numbing out the day in a sense, but TikTok yeah. is scary. Like, it is. I know. I I still I'm still being a rebel and not downloading it because I'm like I can't. I have a lot of um, friends at, at my job that are younger and they they send TikToks a lot. So I have to click on it and like go through the browser and it takes me like this weird like workaround thing and I'm like I still refuse to download it. <laughs> No, I don't watch like I don't have TikTok either. I'm like that person where you see all the memes. It's like I watch TikTok videos on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's the only time I'll see them unless somebody sends them to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but cool. But I'm glad I'm not alone in that. But thanks guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.